When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast by Wales Online. Brought to you in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I'm Ben James. I'm joined by Nathan Blake, as always, and Paula Bandonato. How we doing, gentlemen? All good, Benjamin. All, All good. Look at the shirt, thing. mate. We, wish we had it recorded. That's, that's the that's the perils of podcasting. You can't you can't see this shirt. Yeah, all will be changing. Hopefully, yeah. we'll start filming soon. And uh, yeah, that jazzy little number. I'll be, yeah, be, be Glenn back in with his uh, <laughs> quite boring wardrobe, shall we say? Um, so yeah, we got plenty to talk about today. We got the South Wales Derby, obviously Carlisle last night in the cup. Yeah, it's January, so we got transfers. But I think before we get onto all that, uh, we want to pay tribute to a sort of. Two bluebirds who uh, unfortunately passed away recently, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Alan, I can't. I can't. Alan Harrington and Chris Barker. Yeah, I yeah. can't speak um, a lot about Alan Harrington because you know all you do is go on internet and find stats. So I never seen him play or anything like that. But blue blood legend, seen Barks play. Um, such a young man as well. Surprising news. Yeah, um, very very sad news because. Um, I just remember him as being quite a bubbly kind of character. So um, to hear the news uh, last week that he had passed was, 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 you know, tragic, really, really sad. So um, best wishes to both uh, and their families, condolences to both um, gentlemen. But uh, yeah, sad news, really sad. There was a nice touch um, ahead of the Swansea game where there was a minute's applause. Yeah. Um, and I've got to say, I thought the Swansea fans were hugely respectful during that because as it was being announced, there was silence in the ground. And, you know, these things can turn nasty, yeah. right? But they were magnificent. They were quiet through the announcement. And then the vast majority of them, I was looking across, joined joined well. in the minutes applause. Yeah, they did. And it just shows that dignity and decency can triumph, you know, even amidst the passion and emotion yeah. Of a Welsh derby, what do you think, Blakey? No, I thought they were fantastic. To be honest with you, um, I uh, like you, Paul. I I sat and you know, get on ads is the uh, is the stadium announcer now, and you know, and I did notice he he was raising his voice, but there was there was no need. They you know they were um, he was anticipating. I think like all of us were yeah. the worst. But as Paul said, there was um, there was silence while Gellant was talking, and then a fantastic round of applause by everybody, uh, most of them, most of the Swansea fans included. So, uh, yeah, you know, big respects, big respects. Okay, so let's we've touched upon Swansea there now. Let, let's review the sort of game because you know it's the, it's the week of the week after a South Wales derby. Um, yeah. No real bragging rights went to anyone this time, but what, what do we make of it? Well, they've got slight black bragging rights over us because they got four points out of the six. Yeah. So you know, but 
the game I thought listen I thought Cardiff played well um, I thought as 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 games go I, I think Cardiff you know bossed most of that game um, I would say the second half was slightly slightly in Cardiff's favour but the first half I thought was largely in Cardiff's favour uh, Swansea had the best chance with hitting the post in the first half Cardiff hit the bar second half but like I just said to uh, little Cliffy <laughs> don't hit the target don't score simple as that so you know don't get nothing for an ooh in this game as they say uh, don't hit the target don't score nil nil I thought probably favoured Swansea more than Cardiff I thought Cardiff deserved uh, the win um, but both teams uh, lacking in the final third that cutting edge that that bit, something a bit special you need to to break a deadlock like that I thought um, I thought neither team had that cutting, head, cutting edge to be able to go on and, and, and win, win that game significantly and I was surprised I tell you what I was really surprised that I was driving home I got in my car um, and we had to wait for the buses to leave and what have you I, I heard um, the Swansea manager's uh, comments about how uh, they dominated the game the crowd dominated the stadium and I just thought to myself I just thought well, uh, I don't get where you're coming from with that I, you know it was either a smoke screen right because you know uh, even the BBC commentators one Swansea one Cardiff both boys were in agreement uh, Rob Phillips in agreement that you know Cardiff had largely dominated the game so I was surprised that uh, the comments from the Swansea manager but um, hey it's opinions we all see the game differently don't we yeah yeah we certainly do um, I guess that leads us nicely on to Paul how, how did you see the game I thought it was nip and tuck to be honest with you Swansea certainly didn't dominate if that's what Steve Cooper was saying um, I thought it was nip and tuck and a draw was probably a fair result both hit the woodwork both it wasn't the outside of the woodwork. It was like, you know, the inside of the post in Selena's case and the underside of the bar in Patterson's case. Both of those could have gone in with rebounds but didn't. Um, I thought, you know, Cardiff's lack of, apart from Tomlin's, Cardiff's lack of a cutting edge in the final third has been apparent all season and that was there again today. I think Swansea have got talent in those areas, particularly with Ayu and Brewster's come with a big reputation. But I thought Cardiff defended them superbly. I thought Sean Morrison was outstanding at his best game of the season. Yeah, he was brilliant. Right Blakey disagrees with me. We had a conversation after the game. I thought Joe Bennett was outstanding. I thought he completely nullified the Andrea Ayew threat. Blakey, we had a disagreement on that. I did game, which is fair I, I, enough. I wasn't. I, but I, I think I thought Morrison was fantastic. Yeah. So I, I thought Cardiff's defence played really well to nullify any Swansea threat. Mm. To be honest with you. Um, I thought they looked a little bit slicker, faster as a team. But again, we know that Cardiff lacked pace, Absolutely, but yeah. Cardiff possessed more of the power. We, we, I guess we knew it was going to be that way. What I did think, Ben, was I just noticed, particularly in the last 20 minutes, and this is what the the Cardiff-Swansea game does. It, it's, a, it's a unique occasion in every sense, right? The, the passion, the emotion, the 
everything that goes with it. But I noticed in the last 20 minutes, there was tension from both sets of fans, particularly when there were set pieces in and around the opposition bots. Yeah. You could sense the card of fans panicking when Swansea had a corner or they had a couple of free kicks in dangerous areas. And you could sense the Swansea fans panicking when Cardiff were, were, were threatening in those areas as well. Neither side wanted to lose that game. No, absolutely. Like desperate. Absolutely. That's what the derby does. It just brought a tension and a and apprehension and that's what makes the game so great the football wasn't brilliant but to me the occasion was brilliant as it always is yeah, you know? I, th- I thought the fans were fantastic I really did I thought the atmosphere in the stadium um, I haven't felt that for quite some time you'd have to probably go to a Welsh game to, to emulate that kind of uh, atmosphere I thought you know I thought it was really really special no, I didn't, uh, like Paul says, I didn't think the game was special, but I do think Cardiff edged it overall. Um, but, uh, I mean, I was an advocate for, for Brewster to come to Cardiff a, a season or two ago. Uh, but he, he just snatched everything. The occasion got to him, clearly. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was probably too much. Yeah. I, I would have said if, if Cooper was thinking again, he'd probably bring him on as sub because I thought it was too much for him in the game. And I thought Sean Morrison's tackle on him right in the first minute. Uh, I think he said like it, yeah. 30 seconds. It's like Welcome to the championship. Right? Like, Welcome to the derby. Wouldn't he, I think um, did Bruce get a yellow card shortly after that? Which yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah like I mean, tackle I mean, yeah, over so the other side. So, um, he probably still in his head at that point. Isn't yeah, it? that he got bullied. And, and, and at one point, there was a uh, the ball had bounced in the air uh, and I think it was Morrison um, or one of the lads in midfield might have been packed I think it was Morrison shoulder charged him off the ball and then he come from like round the back of Morrison he was like a, like a four year old like attacking his dad like, he's like trying to push he's trying to shoulder charge Morrison Morrison didn't move oh I was up I was up with uh, Glenn laugh I was like we were just like laughing like oh look at him he's only small Big Morrison bullying him again but um, no it was it was a it was a good it was a good game I, I enjoyed the whole occasion I have to say and the fact that there's so much just be fair, hatred and passion, um, but never spilled over into anything stupid. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was commendable. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the headlines and a lot of the talk after the game was uh, a couple of sort of Swansea or ex-Swansea players who happened to be in the way, and then obviously Ollie McBurney. Uh, I think Joey Joe Rodon was there. Um, it's Ollie McBurney who sort of made the headlines, isn't it, with with some of his actions? He's escaped an FA charge. But what, what did you make of? Uh, him, I, I'll being, be honest with you. Way I don't do social media, so I haven't seen it yet. Um, I was with uh, 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 one of my young friends, one of my young uh, players last night. We were chatting, and he told me about it. And I said, I don't. It's, it's a bit of nonsense. I don't. I don't follow all that nonsense. Do you know what I mean? I ain't got time for that. But if you're asking my opinion on what do I think of I said what did he do and he said oh, he was making gestures towards the Cardiff fans and I just think like it's, it's, it's a bit immature isn't it? let's be fair you should have a bit more common sense than that you know, if you want to go to the game it's dangerous enough being in the, in the crowd I would say try and get yourself in an executive box because if something does kick off God forbid you don't want to be in amongst that yeah. do you know what I mean especially when you're outnumbered probably 10 to 1 by Cardiff fans you definitely don't want to be in amongst that so you know players you know, get yourself out of there because you, you, you're not fans you're professionals you're, you're supposed to be you know 
at a point where you know, you, you, yes, you of course you you involved in that. You play for the club or you played for the club, but then listen, it's his choice if he wants to go along as a fan and watch the game in the away end. But then involving yourself like with gestures, it's like, oh come on, man, you know. I mean, I, I mean, I've scored goals or played against Swansea fans, and 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 like after you you run to them or you whatever whatever, but standing in, <laughs> in behind the goal is a different <laughs> kettle of fish. I just think, yeah, it's been blown up a bit out of proportion, but I think uh, I think if 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 the derby comes round again at Cardiff City Stadium and uh, Ollie wanted to be at the game I think if he was in the way way end I don't I think he probably won't be throwing up hand signs anytime soon <laughs> doesn't really doesn't really uh, bode well for him but you know you real you realise as a player you, you, you that hatred that passion from the fans runs through you you know yeah 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 but then as you as you, as you grow up and you retire Ben you become old like me <laughs> It subsides, like you know what I mean. It, 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 the passion comes on Derby Day for the game, still for me. And then, yeah, after that, you know, fans, fans, uh, Swansea fans wanted to say something to me. I just blanked them as long as it didn't get like racial or anything like that. You just yeah, whatever, mate. So I think it's it's you got you got to kind of recognise that and got to try and. Um, Try and separate yourself, and I know it's difficult because I've been there. So it's try and separate yourself from that, though. But uh, hopefully, going forward in future, um, Ollie makes a, a different and uh, better decision. Paul, Paul, you must have some some views on this. I thought that Bernie acted like an idiot in terms of um, uh, in terms of his gestures. Listen, I don't have an issue with with players going to stand with the fans I, I, I yeah as long as it's very occasional which that one was clearly um, you know in a way it brings them close to the fans it's dangerous though no I know well, that like but Cliffy I, was saying if if there was some sort of fan surge or something like that and you see you slip on a on a on a step and do your knee or anything like that I know people might go oh you know that's a bit far-fetched Blake's but you know Far-fetched things happen every day, don't they? Yeah. Freak accidents, you know what I mean? You, you see them every day. A tree fell down on a car, you know what I mean? You, you don't leave the house expecting a tree to fall on your car that day. But freak accidents happen, and I think you're in a situation where it's more likely to happen then because of the anger, because of the, uh, the, the angst between yeah. the two sets of fans. So you are leaving yourself open to anything really and truly whatever happens happens let's say like Cardiff fans had, had run and jumped in the Swansea end and you know these things they, you know I would say went through a period where it kind of subsided not between Cardiff and Swansea but seeing like fans getting it on with one another but we're in that kind of space where these things seem to be bubbling under the surface again so yeah. So it's just a day it's just, it's just just be just be careful be mindful the last thing you want to do is is snap your cruciate or break your ankle on a on a curb or something like that in the middle of a surge or some sort of you know, riot or kickoff or something like that. I just don't. I, I just wouldn't uh, put myself in harm's way like that. So I, you know, I, like I say, I 
I don't really have an issue with the principle of it where wherever you know I'm at Burnley's actions he just acted like an oik he's you know as a professional footballer you've got to be above that and and if I was Sheffield United I wouldn't look too kindly upon that and word is that they're not looking too kindly on and clearly the FA have intervened to remind him of his responsibilities and so on um where 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 I probably disagree with Blake is we've had a chat before before all this um I can sort of kind of understand Joe Roden being in there because he plays for the club and, and, you know, he's clearly a member of the club. But Blakey makes a very good point that, look, you know, initially we were told in the press that Dan James was in there. And I thought, if Dan James is in there, that's a serious error of judgment. You know, he's a Wales international, well-respected Wales international. Cardiff have the biggest proportion of Wales fans, you know, that go and watch the team. Um, and... You know, that would be a big error of judgment. Unfortunately, that was wrong. We were given wrong if tough information and, and that Dan James wasn't there. Joe Rosen is a Wales international. You could argue, well, you know, given the facts I've just mentioned there, should he have been there? I don't really have an issue with that because he plays for the club, you know? And, you know, he's, he's a member of that club. But so what, you do, Nath, don't so, you? So, you know? so uh, I... I, I, I just look at the safety aspect. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, yeah. same goes for Joe. I mean, can you imagine Joe's being tipped for, you know, being... Man U, you know? The Euro squad and, yeah. you know, big player for Wales in uh, 2020. Yeah. Can you imagine if something went wrong or something, you know? And I mean, like I say, something, freak accidents happen every day, any time. Yeah. But, you know... If I'm a skydiver, I'm more open to the chance of my parachute opening and me crashing to the ground. Hence why I don't do those things like jump out of planes and bungee jump, because to me you're increasing your risk. Do you know what I mean? I don't I don't surf and I definitely wouldn't surf in South Africa because you increase your risk of shark eating you. You know, the things that happen, you increase the risk. All I'm saying is that at this point, and it might have been easier thinking about it for them to go in with the fans than to come in through the reception and and sit in the director's box or executive box but I would say at least there you're, you're, you're watching the game how you want to watch it yeah. and you've got some security around you do you understand what I mean so you know I don't maybe there was requested and Cardiff said no maybe it was never the question was never asked we don't know but I would say just from a safety perspective for the boys you know, just, just, just. But you, just you also think feel about as a Wales it. international, Joe shouldn't have been in there. No, you? because uh, as, as, as well, I, I think, you know, if you're if you're sat in the stadium and an executive box, you don't lend yourself to the the fans. Sort of, you're, so you're there to that. watch the game. Yeah. Isn't it? You know, you might hate inside, but no one's seeing that. No one's, you know. And if you're then going to go and play for Wales. And as Paul says, which, you know, majority of fans come here are Cardiff fans, you know, yeah, you're leaving yourself open, wide open. I remember the Cardiff fans used to give Cookie, Chrissy Coleman stick. You know, they probably didn't love Cookie until he qualified for the European Championships, right? Because Cardiff fans used to give him a last stick when, he, when we used to play at, like, the Millennium Stadium and stuff like that. But I used to say to him, listen, it's what off a duck. I mean, we played down Swansea, like, I think there was a couple of thousand there in a testimonial for Bobby Smith. They absolutely hammered me. 
absolutely hammered me. And I was a Welsh game for one of their coaches. So, you know, I just paid them back by tearing up their team. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> no? But no, I, I, I would I would look to put him in a box, mate. Yeah, put I'm glad. A, I'm really glad the that, that initial thing we were told about Dan James being there wasn't the case because that would have been a serious error of judgment, I feel. And, and you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it's just, you know, there's more to it than Cardiff Swansea. I mean, the irony is that Joe Roden will be playing on that pitch many, Wales, many times for Wales. With 30,000, well, largely, Cardiff fans there. Cheering him on, one yeah. presumes, or, yeah. you know. A large proportion of them. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want to alienate that deal at the end of the day. But he's got a right to go and watch the game and sit amongst the fans. Yeah. Like I said, I just think you just just be careful with the safety issue. You know. Simple as that. I think for me the only thing is is McBurney making the gestures. That's the only thing I, I don't condone the rest of it. I'm fine with I got I said that as I well. Think it's, but, I think it's know. great if you've got people like I don't know where your mind goes McBurney for Bernie and, and, and Roden sort of being in the way and that's great. I, I, yeah, I don't know where your mind would go for, to go to that point where you actually, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's weak-minded. Maybe just got carried along with the flow of things and yeah, because the two sets of fans are bantering yeah. all the time. Do you know what I mean? I've got and, to say, man, I mean, John the Beast Parking was was with the fans at a cup. Obviously, he's finished now, hasn't he? That's the difference, right? But he was with yeah. the Cardiff fans at a game. I think it was Derby away. Or was he working that game? Or for, was that the reason? Forgive me if it? I've got it wrong, but he was with the away fans. And he just acted completely dignified throughout. You know, he, he had a wonderful ovation, reception. The fans were singing. I mean, you know. Well, you're a player. You're not. You're yeah, a fan it, of the club. And you're a fan of. Loads it. Like, I'm a fan of the club. But I'm. I'm I'm a player and you know yeah. that's that's different you know yeah. the fans you have a great relationship with the fans yeah. right but you're a fan but in a in a different you're not one of the ones who gets on the bus every Saturday morning and travels six hours to games or three hours to games or you know overnight into Europe and all that when we when I was uh, playing at Cardiff you know I, I'm not one of those guys I'm the person that they come in to see Right? I'm the entertainer. Mm. I'm not the person who, who goes out singing and gesturing to the opposition. That's not my job. My job is to beat the opposition on the pitch. And then whatever you guys do off the pitch, hey, yeah. crack on. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, Ben. I think the, the gesturing was probably what highlights the whole situation. Because yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to help no. Roden that... He was he was just stood doing nothing. Yeah. But McBurney's throwing up signs. That's not going to help Roden at all. Jordan Ayew was there as well, and Courtney Baker Richardson were also in the way. And obviously, Jordan Ayew is not a Swansea player anymore, but he's there to see Andre. Mm. But both of them went largely under the radar, and it just it just so happens that McBurney sort of been picked up because of his actions, and that's sort of yeah. shone a light on it because. I mean, I've been to a load of games where you do catch the odd play. You know, I've seen Ali Al Habsi in in one of, in the home end at Cardiff once. Just to, you know, random things it like all that comes about being dignified. Exactly. But I think the difference in this case that Blakey's making with Rhodes, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but I do get it. The difference with all those examples you've mentioned, yeah, is that Joe Roden also plays at that ground for Wales. I think that's the point Blakey's making. Yeah. Um, I can totally get him being because he's a Swansea player I get that but 
you know, Blakey's maybe just think about it in a little bit of a yeah, different, think about different way. Because we we some, we some fans will, will, you'll be guilty by association. Yeah, yeah. We, we, had, fans. we had that with Ash, didn't we? Yeah, was yeah. I can tell you the game. It was it was Wales. Well, I mean, Ash Ash had it quite a bit in the early days, but I remember in that ground for Wales Scotland three nil to Wales. Um, I, I remember it to this day that that the the Wales sub got booed. That was Joe Allen when he came on, and the Scotland sub got cheered. That was Ross McCormack when he came on. That's fact. I remember. I remember that to this day. Yeah. That's since said, of course, Joe Allen has has become a bit of an idol to everybody yeah. mm-hmm. who, who follows Wales. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. you know, you the, the tribalism is always there. Yeah, well, it took them. Going, it, was, it took them to go to the semi final of the last Euros for those players yeah. who had affiliation but, to Swansea but, yeah. for it to all be washed yeah. away but even yeah. even after that because there wasn't there there was a game during the recent qualifiers one there was one game at the Cardiff City Stadium I think when Ash was walking in he had he seen a, a, a picture of someone doing the Ayatollah and he, he sort of oh that's right wasn't he dismissive or di- yeah or something like something like that it got, it got caught on camera and then it kicked up this whole fuss yeah. again of you know there was Cardiff fans, you know, saying, you know, he's not my captain and yeah. a lot of people denouncing him as English born and we sort of had all that all I say is just thrown up again. Just, I don't think they'd be going shopping in Cardiff anytime soon, <laughs> you any of those boys. Me, <laughs> I don't think they'll be going shopping in Cardiff anytime. Ollie lives soon. up in Sheffield now. Yeah, I and, and I mean, you know, what you gotta think to yourself is fans have long memories, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It might not come back and haunt you today. It might be 20 years from now when you've, you know, forgotten it even happened or forgotten and you've been retired a long time. You know, you know just, just you know, have a bit more thought to it. That's what I would say. Give it a bit more thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what are your final thoughts then on, on the South Hills Derby uh, antics off the pitch aside? Antics off the pitch aside... I thought, um, listen, it was it was the odds were stacked against Cardiff. I think, I don't think Swansea had anything to lose. I don't think once you win your home game, pressure's off. Yeah, you can come here. I was actually surprised. Yeah, were you surprised that they, yeah, didn't, they I, didn't sort of? I was go surprised at it that Swansea didn't go at it. I, I just thought, even if you lose the game one nil, two one, three nil, doesn't matter. You've got a, you've both won your home game. That's the way it is. But this is your chance. Yeah to create history and it was for some reason it had been talked about a lot this first time you know someone doing the double over the other team and Steve Cooper being you know, his father being a, a a big Cardiff fight and I just thought all these things were aligning this is going to be their first time or this is going to be it they're going to double us right I honestly thought so um, I predicted we'd win 2-0 because I was in that trying to get in that zone where when you play that you know, you will not be defeated. So uh, it didn't come to fruition. I couldn't quite lay it out there enough. Send but they weren't, they weren't defeated. So, well, yeah. well, yeah, I suppose it worked in a way. Ben, I suppose, yeah. I suppose that telepathy yeah. power still, you know, just my, send it my, out. My views on it, Ben, were that it just demonstrated what an epic derby this is. Um, and it, Amplifies to me why this quirky record, and I'd be interested to know if this exists in any other derby fixture in world football. Why this quirky record of the double never being done? Um, so let me exists. just get it right: never ever, 
ever. The league never double been has done. never ever been the done. The league double, that and you, is and you, you mentioned the build-up. A lot of it was mentioned for this one, Blakey. But because of that, you could just see why it's not done. There is no way on earth, having lost that first game, that Cardiff City were going to lose this yeah. game. You could just see it. And so if you rewind that for previous games, perhaps you can begin to see why. Yeah. You know, once you've lost a game, you know you cannot, by hook or by crook, you are not losing yeah. that next game, mm. you know? Mm. And um, I guess you saw... Mm. I think my first Swansea Cardiff derby was down there. I think we went 1-0 up and might have lost 2-1, I think. Yeah. And then we had to play him again a couple of days later in the cup right. down there. Yeah. And we beat them, I think. It was yeah. like 2 I think, or 3 I think there have like been, been league wins and cup wins. Yeah, but Welsh I, I'm, I'm wins. saying like yeah. one is but two not games league. in a season. Yeah. And this was like... No, this was obviously yeah. three games, yeah. but because yeah. it was all in yeah. such close proximity, both at the Vetch, yeah. and we lost the first one and won the second one. But yeah, there's, there's something to be said that. So even when one team is superior to the others in terms of the playing personnel, yeah. and perhaps the best example of that is the Premier League, League year when Swansea clearly had a you know, much better team on paper. Was it yeah. But even then... 3-0 three, three first game, was it? No, it was 1-0 one one the Cardiff first game. Even then, yeah. there's no way that double was being done. done. It wasn't. Yeah, it was yeah. it was on as even. Mm-hmm. You know, one win apiece. Yeah. Maybe it'll be first. <laughs> Find out next season. <laughs> Unless something happens. Um, okay, that's the end of part one. Um, when we return, we'll talk a little bit of Carlisle and uh, some January transfers. <laughs> Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Okay then, so last night Cardiff secured their progress to the next round of the FA Cup. It wasn't easy, was it? Uh, A nice trip to Carlisle for Glenn. I'm sure he's delighted with the journey home as we speak. He's on the train, I believe. Um, Yeah, 4-3 away to Carlisle and, you know, next round of the Cup. I think that's all that that you can ask for really um, in those circumstances even if we were like a, a tremendous Liverpool sort of Man City footballing team it's the kind of fixture that because you didn't do the job at home and sometimes that happens especially in the cup it happens every year there's always slip ups you have to go away you don't fancy that but you've got to think of the uh, the emotional uh, drain that the derby would have taken on the players not just the physical but the emotional because whether you like it or not the tension builds straight after uh, the game before Swansea and you know continues until you know Sunday evening when you finally start to relax so to get up and go five hour trip up to Carlisle I think it was a it was a it was a banana skin waiting to happen, wasn't it? I think a lot of people were looking at that fixture and thinking to themselves, "Oh, this is uh, this isn't going to end well for Cardiff." But um, didn't start well, but you know, ended very well. You have to say, getting the result. I thought that's that's all that mattered. Um, I seen the goals on highlights. Okay, set pieces kind of thing, long throws yeah. and stuff like that. I thought McCurdy's uh, second goal, the final goal, when when he went down the touchline, quick free kick and yeah. bent it no angle. I thought that was a, probably the pick of the goals. 
Should, should Cardiff be disappointed with how they defended that and switched off maybe a little bit? Uh, probably Ben, but you know it's it, it is a case of listen, it's Carlisle. Yeah, it's four, so four it's, to up, it's, it's, four so to up away yeah, to Carlisle. It's not think, about like uh, of, of course you still want to carry out certain things, uh, all, all things correctly. You want to defend well. You want to press the game if you can. You want to keep the ball if you can. You want to do all these things. Um, Cardiff aren't quite that team yet. Let's not forget. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I said, coming off the back of a major derby, uh, jumping on a coach, going up five hours, I thought it was a tremendous result, honestly. To go to 1-0 down as well. Um, and again, good travelling support went up there. Um, I just thought it was it was a great result. I don't think it's something you look at and go, start pulling apart. Oh, well, he didn't do this and he didn't yeah. do that. I just think it's one of those, mate... Well, it's when another Job player, done. you're just thinking to yourself, let's get up here, get the game one and get out of that dodge. Let's forget, don't worry about, oh, we should have had more possession yeah. on it. Let's just go in, get the dog, just ram raid it. Got the, the engine's already running by the time you get up. Uh, you, mate, you don't turn off the coach. Exactly. You just leave the engine running. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so to get out of there, unscathed. Uh, I thought it was a tremendous result, Mike, me personally. Do you agree with that? I don't know, you seem to be nodding in agreement. Yeah. Well, I think I think go on and win the FA Cup now. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice, look, I, I I said on a previous podcast after I I could see Cardiff going and putting three and four on them. I didn't think they concede three mind because that's what happened with the Mansfield. Was it Mansfield a couple of years back or something? I could just see it. I can see another draw at Reading in the next round and a replay. And if Cardiff get through that, they're in the fifth round. Then hopefully a a big club at Cardiff City Stadium to sort of re-energise and, you know, re-motivate everybody, I suppose, Blakey. So sometimes a cup run, whereas I know Warnock and Malky, certainly in the promotion years, regarded the cups as an absolute bind. Um, I think it could could be the sort of thing Cardiff need this season to re-energise everybody, Blakey. Get a bit of a run. I just think the FA Cup is something that... um, As kind of... Sometimes in the media, you downplay it. Right, oh, it's not that important or all that. But do you know, as a kid, especially I, yeah. I can only speak for myself in the eighties and that growing up. You know, you played FA, you played FA Cup. Right, one of you was Tottenham, one of you was Man United, one of you was QPR, one of you, and you played FA Cup. You played knockout, right? You, you, you know, if yeah. you don't score, you're out, and then you all come back in. Yeah, and one keeper. Do you ever win those back games? In hand. I wonder what about 200 <laughs> FA Cups as a kid, right? But, you know... Wembley, they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah we, we, yeah, we call them sometimes Wembley, sometimes we'll have a game of FA Cup. Uh, but the importance... The difference I mean, is it's PlayStation today, isn't it? Yeah, but the importance is huge, I think. And as a player, you know, when you've got... When you've grown up with that part of... Because there was no sky and all that. It was footballs on TV match of the day and then the FA Cup was like the biggest thing you know come around once a year cup final and we had such massive games in those FA Cups in those days it was like you know now any player once you play in the FA Cup you know you know ah, even if I don't win it can I write a story in it Can can I be part of history in it I mean, because it's yeah. it's it's what I grew up with. It's 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 so significant. Like I understand uh, what's the other cup called? League Cup. The League Cup. That you know, people you know tend to utilize squad and things like that. 
I just think the FA Cup is 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 huge. I used to think the same about the Welsh Cup, though. Even though the Welsh Cup is, you know, nothing uh, compared to the FA Cup in comparison, because there's obviously only a Welsh team. There's a couple of English teams in there as well. Yeah, I think Hereford won it a few but, times. Yeah, but yeah, no, no against Cardiff, mate. <laughs> but you know, I think it's. It, I just think it's it, it's special to me anyway. Yeah, because it, it was always special as a kid. You didn't play or let's play league. Let's play league football, and yeah. over the course of uh, the month, let's go around the streets, playing different streets, and whoever's top of the league, we have points or not. You didn't. You played World Cup, FA Cup. That was it. So, for me, it has it has greater significance, and and it means a lot. Really, it does for me. I love the FA Cup. I love the 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 little teams like uh, Maldon and Tiptree. Was it? Playing, yeah, they played yeah. Newport, and you know, massive, you know, chance for a cup upset. Uh, Newport, and like they play like Leeds or City, um, Spurs, Man City, Spurs, Cardiff. You know what I mean? You know, giant you know killings. I, I, I just love that. I just, it, I just think that's superb. It has changed a lot though, because uh, obviously the Premier League and the way the Champions League is played now with all the extra games. But it's funny because. I've attended a lot of FA Cup finals in my capacity as a journalist, yeah? A lot of them with a lot of Welsh interest, and obviously Cardiff were in one as well. Um, but do you know what? If you could cite through the majority of the 70s and 80s FA Cup finals at me, I could reel them off chapter and verse, but the more modern ones and the ones that I've attended, I can remember next to nothing about. Yeah, it's bizarre, I Blake, it's isn't it? Because it meant everything back then. It, it, yeah, you know? it, 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 it shouldn't be cyclical. It shouldn't be something that... It should always be sacred. That's what I say about the FA Cup, right? Because back in... You know, the 90s when I was playing and United were dominant um, there was a time when Man United were talking about not even playing in the FA Cup it, yeah. was, it was too much for them right that was the Club World Cup on the first year of the Club World Cup right yeah. fast yeah. forward fast forward 30 years United are hanging on to that FA Cup as their only chance of silverware do you know what I mean so it becomes cyclical for Manchester United right yeah. it's sacred really you know, because as much as you might not, some teams might look at it and go, now, aha, trust me, there'll come a time where your manager will want that cup more than anything. It'll mean the world to you as the fan and it'll mean the world to the club and the manager and the players. So, you know, don't don't slip on it. Don't sleep on it. It's, you know, it is, it, for me, it's it's as important. It, it sits alongside, right, who won the league, who won the cup? Yeah. Right? They, they're kind of like, yeah, the league is your bread and butter and the cup are one-off games. So the excitement is the same when you're at the game, but it's slightly, it differs. You know what I mean? Because I know tomorrow, right, we lost today, but Tuesday night we play and I can get three points and I can, you know, and we've still got a six-point gap. And, well, you're not, well, the FA Cup, you play a game, you lose, you're out. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. And I love that. I don't, I just think the FA should do a lot more to push the FA Cup and I think clubs should do a lot more to push the FA Cup I think what Liverpool done this year I think World Club uh, and the Cup plus the league okay they had to field uh, a lesser team but they still took it serious won the game uh, Everton won it 
It was that, wasn't that the yeah, that game, Everton, yeah, 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 FA yeah, Cup, yeah, Everton, just yeah. a couple of days ago, yeah, yeah, right. So you know, but that's because commitment was everywhere. Liverpool was spread so thinly; they yeah. had to, but they took them all totally serious, and they've got through that one. That's why Everton are up in arms, I suppose. But they get through, they win the World Club, and they're top of the league, flying. I think you know, tilt my cap, mate. Definitely, I'd agree with that. Um, that's the, the FA Cup put to bed. Let's talk transfers. Um, it's been a fairly quiet January so far, hasn't it? We, um, I guess the two main stories are, are Neil Etheridge's future and um, Kiefer Moore, and both look fairly resolved now, don't they, Abel? Um, I, I don't know about Etheridge. Um, we'll, we'll have to see on that one. I mean, obviously, Medina's gone. Um, Has he signed for anyone yet, Gary? N- not sure. All the sure. best Somebody to him. Somebody told me yesterday he had done in league, but, but didn't anyway. work out for him here. But um, all the best to him. Strikers but, Union and all that. But it's not. You know? It's not about who goes out. Actually, it's who comes in that 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 kind of fans are interested in. So they've been in for Kiefer Moore, Wales striker. They've put in a. I think it's a two point three million pound bid. I'm told that is way Wigan value him three plus million more than that and so three, wait there so three plus million or more. three plus million would be six million there or thereabouts you work the maths out okay um, so um, I, I think the valuations are so far apart I blame you for that so far apart that they've because what he's you. done for Wales or? yeah I blame you for putting that because I know that the um, uh, Mr. Dalman and um, Mr. Chu and one of you listen to this podcast and you put that out there. So I blame you. Um, Not that I wouldn't want Kiefer at the club or anything like that. I just think we need to go in a different direction. I think, you know, for for what yeah. if you're if you're if you're moving to what I believe most majority of Cardiff fans want the club to move towards and the philosophy they tr- want to see set out because they pay to watch this entertainment every week, let's not forget. And money's too tight to mention these days, right? I believe that Kiefer, as great as he's been for Wales, I don't think he's right for Cardiff. I don't I don't think he gets you 20 goals in the championship. If he wasn't Welsh, would Cardiff be interested in signing him? No. That's your answer. Simple as that. No. And that's what's happening. Yeah. Him, <laughs> right over there. Well, the, well, you can bl- he threw it out there. no, no, no. The one you can blame me for is Wigan's six million valuation because we're the ones who've been writing up how fantastic he has been for Wales, and he has been fantastic he has been for, Wales. He's, 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 for Wales. He's been incredibly good. Mm. The other one that they're that they supposedly in for is Gregory of Stoke, who was with Harris at Millwall. That one enthused me far less than Kiefer Moore, to be honest with you. But of course, the, the Etheridge situation is interesting because you know. I'm told that West Ham have put a concrete offer on the table for Etheridge. You know, it depends on who, who you're talking to, what, what you wish to believe or Any blah, blah, blah. On figure? Is that off the table now, considering they signed Darren Randall? I think so, yeah, because um, I think Cardiff were holding out for a little bit more. How much um, do they put down? Do you not have any idea? Oh, again, I think you're looking at similar to the more figures, you know? So, what, um, six million? 
So, um, come on, man, stop, stop, stop so, being so, so, so <laughs> slim shady. So you've got, you've give got, the fans a little bit of direction. Got, you've got, I have done. So you've got this. No, whoa, whoa, I'm not letting you go up because I don't know what the price is. Because well, you, you can you, ask me my opinion of me. I don't know. At least give me like. A, do you regard Neil Etheridge as a six million pound player? Oh, so it's six million pound. No, I'm just asking you that question. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> see, he's stitching me up, see? So, see so, I mean? so, but it is an interesting dynamic, Blakey, because yeah. Etheridge was dropped for the Derby game. Now, that was a bold call by... Give you a problem, by, by, That was a bold call by Neil Harris, as was the Flint decision, right? Dropped £6 million defender. That was absolutely the right decision, Flint. Etheridge, I, I told you, didn't I? I, I actually, I can tell you a little story here, um... Ben, I actually rang Blakey just, well, I was walking to the ground so it was before the teams were announced and I said I don't know if you've got the team sheet yet but I'm hearing both Etheridge and Flint have been dropped, yeah? Did, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. remember saying, I was told last night but I was told I couldn't put anything out publicly on it because in inverted commas we don't want the Jacks to know was the way it was worded yeah, to me, yeah? yeah now yeah. look if I'm told something in confidence, I'm told something in confidence Um I could understand the Flint thing. I found it hard to believe that Etheridge would be dropped, but crikey, he was. Now, I remember thinking, I think I said this to you, Blakey, I can only put it down to the fact that they conceded six at Millwall and maybe he was partly to blame for that. You well, know, I Neil as, far as, Harris, that, I as far as far as Harris was going. And, and it was a bold call, but Smithies, I thought, did very well against Swansea. I know he didn't have much to do, but... but he he's made, a good keeper. He made. I'll tell you now. I know. Like a, I know. Swansea like had a second number Swansea, two. A Swansea appeared to have a real chance earlier, and I thought he made a fantastic save with his legs. Now, mm-hmm. it subsequently was ruled that offside, but he wasn't to know that at the yeah. time. Yeah, and I looked at that and I thought, oh, cricky, you've got something sure. about you. You know, yeah. Yeah. his distribution was much superior to yeah. anything we've seen from Etheridge. I think we knew that would be the case. I don't think he's got Etheridge's stature. I don't like the way. He lets the ball come across the six-yard box too much without coming in, claiming it or punching it away. Paul used to be a goalkeeper, by the way. But, He's still the media Wales goalkeeper. But so but but um, if Etheridge is not going, Cardiff have lost potential for a substantial transfer fee there, and obviously you've got a situation where only one of them can play. Yeah, and it looks like Etheridge, who was the Premier League goalkeeper, is his contract up this season. No, I don't think it is. He's now he's now out of favour. Well, 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 it didn't help. I don't think when Neil Harris publicly says, "Well, you know, uh, keeper conceded six goals at QPR," yeah. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" But I think he's then kind of uh, gambling on the fact that Everage is probably going to be gone by the end of January. Now, if it doesn't happen that way. You're going to have an upset, very unhappy yeah. keeper or player, should I say, on your hands. And well, it's up to him to manage that situation now, well, isn't it? You have to now. You, know? you have to, but you've got to think to yourself, you know, players, are, they can be sensitive. You know, effectively, what you've done is just dug him out for the 6 0 or the 6 1 defeat at QPR. You haven't mentioned anyone else. You know, he dropped Sol, so we thought, and then Sol's back in fold. We drop Everidge a game after, you know. So it's and and then say openly say publicly, oh well, you know, six goals, blah 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 blah. Mate, if that was me, I'd be fuming. So, but irrespective of what what happens for Etheridge, I think the bigger issue for the fans is 
who comes in the door. And at the moment, as we speak at this moment in time, there's no sign of anybody. I don't think it is, mate. I don't. I think you've got to start. To, I start. I think you've got to start to look at this and 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 stop always thinking every transfer window, January, summer, uh, who we spending money on. Oh, it's unrealistic, mate. If you're gonna, if you, if you're gonna build a club successfully, build a club, right? First and foremost, cut away what you don't need, right? Cut away what you don't. Well, that's need. what they're starting some to do. Those, to be fair, some of those players might be causing you a problem in other ways, not just financially that you've got money going out that you get nothing for, but also within the dressing room. So you have to. Your Neil Neil Harris has now got to create a new club a new set of captains a new set of leaders build a new dress room you know these are things that you don't really think about but it's really important because the new manager has a different set of favorites to the old manager that's just comes stands the reason right so now you've got to rebuild the dress room how you want it to focus uh, how you want it to be how you want it to react how you want it, it you want it to take on part of your personality and how you are. And that's a really, really difficult skill, right? For any man, especially when you're managing a team that's had success in promotion, had a year in the Premier League, somewhere where that you, they can say, have never been, either as a player or as a manager. So that these are, I'm just giving you kind of insight into a player's mind, what players say in the dressing room. So that situation is now gonna to have to be managed really, really closely. But how you manage Etheridge I think if you have accepted that he's going to go, I think when the statement that uh, he's made, I would probably say to him, listen, I, I, I didn't mean, <laughs> I didn't mean nothing by it, right? <laughs> it was just like a figure of speech. I thought you were going and I was trying to make reason for why we were letting you go rather than you know but you're still in my plans blah 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 he's gonna have to do something to rebuild that situation yeah definitely. but going back to the bigger picture though which is you know i i do think fans want to see some incomings though i take the point that you're making or i think i'm going to come on to that in a minute but mm. it's quite obvious that team needs a and it was made blatantly obvious again at the weekend blake that needs a fast team needs more pace in it they need a fast creative winger they need a striker and they need a midfielder, in my opinion. But irrespective of that, you mentioned Harris has not been at a club of this stature, this level before, yeah? yeah. Part of me thinks that he's coming, he's inherited a bumper squad and he must think it's like a kid in a candy store shop. here. Yeah, absolutely. I've yeah. got an incredible squad compared to what I had at Millwall type thing. And maybe that's making him hesitate in terms of well do we strengthen you know do we get player x so if i'm neil harrison i'm looking at my squad at the moment right look at the team he was able to put out at, at carlisle yeah. a second string team that had bambi in it and a six million pound flint oh, in the it squad is huge. Yeah, joe rowles oh, in that's it what we know. yeah the danny is, ward in it a pattern of josh murphy yeah, in it that's not, a bad, that's not a bad team is it no, the squad is, the squad is huge but you know that it, it comes with several problems that then denies 23 players and 18 players any sort of opportunity to get past that amount of players and get into first team uh, contention that's one problem number two if you're going to play which I think we're going to play he wants to play one striker and two either side three you have to then you have to 
your centre-backs have to be able to defend one-on-one. You hold in midfield. I think at the moment, we always play with two and one ahead. That can change. You can have one holding and two ahead, or one holding, one box-to-boxing, and one in the 10 position, right? But the, the most striking thing for me, and this, as you know, I love Peltier, right? It's not a, 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 a go at the uh, fullbacks, but if you're playing that two centre halves, two fullbacks, two holders, basically you've got a box four already, right? You've yeah. got your two centre halves and your two holders. Your I'm telling you, we need high tempo, quick, getting forward, attacking fullbacks is what you need, right? Because your front three and your midfield three. Basically, your two fullbacks become your wingers, and your two wingmen become wing stroke strikers. Right, so they're moving across lines at the top three. Right, hence why when you look at someone like Leicester now, right, and 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 Man City and Liverpool, their fullbacks are so important. Right, and I yeah. think that is something that we keep overlooking. We keep going, oh, we need a striker. Oh, we need. Well, Glatzel's a fifteen million pound player. He will get ten to fifteen goals comfortably over the course of a season. Could could he get twenty? Well, put the right personnel in the right places, right? And it gives him a. It makes Danny Ward look like a different player. At the moment, there's so much emphasis placed on Tomlin now to create everything sort of thing. And you might get a flash from Mendes. You might get a flash from Hoylet. You might get a flash from Glatzel. But it's too much emphasis yeah. on one player. Can you imagine him there knowing that I've not only got options of my striker and my winger, but I've got options knowing I've got so, these flying. So you're so you're you're saying here that what is perceived as Cardiff's very strength, which is their back four, could actually be perceived as their weakness. And I, I, those I, are the areas I that need so to be because just, effectively Paul, and that's where the if change you look at your two centre halves and your two your Bakuna and, and, and pack. pack in front yeah. of them and you've got full backs who don't who don't fly forward, yeah. you've basically got a back seven. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. So you've got a back seven. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, Joe, Joe Bennett can definitely do that. So uh, uh, yeah, a lot we've of been it saying is, that for like three I know, seasons. I know, but, but Blakey, a lot of it is mindset, isn't it? Right? A lot of this is the mindset that they're it's in. It's coaching, and, it's and a mindset. Lot of, yeah, a lot yeah. of the team yeah. was set up, we've discussed this before, it was set up too negatively at the start of this season and for yeah. a long period to compensate for the lack of pace yeah. in the centre of defence. Mm. Fair play to Harris. He's dealt with part of that. Mm. But it's still there to a degree. Um, I, I don't know, it's, an in, it's interesting because we, yeah. we don't look at that. We think, oh, that defence is fine. But... You're arguing, oh, the defence should be restructured. Well, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm telling you, it's one of the major reasons why strikers don't score goals here, right? Because the way the game has changed, and a lot of play, a lot of teams set up either with a back three, which slips into a back five, or they play similar to us, this box four, right? Two centre halves, two holding in front, or two centre halves, one holding in front. So we'll have a triangle three or box four, either or. But that, that. That diamond of three or that box of four allows your because your your two centre half spread and become no, like full backs when an it's fascinating insight and, and, right? and so it's 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 about and, and, and it's something that we keep overlooking right and, and I even think managers yeah. honestly I think Neil Warnock come and was just this this last. 
12 months. He was just signing players. And that's why I kept saying, but there's no plan, there's no pattern to what you're trying... Uh, and I listen I know football as well as Neil he yeah. might have 30 years on me but mate I played in places you could only dream of right so the, the no, balance no, no, there's no is a 50-50 no it's not a diss he's managed in places I could never dream of right well I've never managed it's not a diss at all what I'm saying is there's not oh well he's got more experience than you in football because he's a manager well the, you get there's no more better experience than being a player so it's interesting he carries out yeah it's interesting because right? in, in the mind as you speak and you mention these taxes I'm thinking of Robertson getting to that byline for Liverpool and Trent Alexander-Arnold doing the same and and I know it's a silly analogy because they're they're a, you know these are world class players potentially. Yeah, but Robinson signed but, from look where he signed from. Yeah, Hull. But you, you're right. The principle of his right, and then I think about the static nature of which how Cardiff are potentially we, okay, going down yeah. the right so in particular. So there's a situation, right? And and it's all slow, slow, which it is, is you know? absolutely poor. And there's a situation on Sunday, and I and I I not, don't know if any fans can remember it, but it stuck out to me. We done a little passing move in a triangle, right? And it involved a camera of three players. I know um, well, it must have been Tom then, one of them, <laughs> right? And there was a, there was a, there was a kind of a, a little of, ripple of round of applause and a, like oh, it was like oh from the crowd. And then I think it was Junior tried to slip a ball through and put it out for a goal kick. I'm sure it was second half, uh, if I'm, my memory serves me correctly. And I just thought to myself, I sat there thinking, you see that? Three passes, and we can't complete the fourth. That is kind of the way our team is, right? But just listen to the fans. They're so desperate to see some quality football where you see nine, yeah. 12, 15 passes slip and cut you, cut through you. Or three, four passes and Lang, you know, burning down the right-hand side, whipping it in and Glatzel finishing. It, it's, it, I, I honestly think, and I can't speak for all Cardiff fans, but from my own personal feeling and the feeling I get from them and when I speak to, because I speak to a lot of fans nowadays, right? I, I met a guy in Morrison's petrol station yesterday. He's like, oh, I haven't seen you since the 80s. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm a bit grey now, Blake. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get some Grecian now. We're just cracking up laughing. But they haven't seen, I don't think, what I deem as, and what they would deem as fast attacking, how Cardiff used to play free-flowing football. I don't think they've seen it for a long time. And the evidence for me is... Last time you had a, a 20 goal striker. But, but, but with respect, Blake, your little triangle is the most basic fundamental passing move that anybody can do at any you level think of it football, Blake. You think it is. And, it, it is. And, and it is, it is easy. It's fundamental. But if it's not what you've been doing for the last three and a half years, everything's muscle memory, right? Yeah. <sighs> I feel no. like we're going to head down a path that we've head down on this yes. podcast many, yeah. many yeah. times. So yeah. let's let's take a break and then we'll uh, come back Blakey. with Ask Blakey. Yes, Ben. And predictions. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Okay, time for a bit of uh, Ask Blakey. we got uh, a load of questions, so we'll race through them pretty quickly. Ask Blakey about that shirt you got on. That's a great shirt. I don't, I don't, I don't know what more you want to ask. Yeah. Can ask, I borrow ask, it? Yeah, ask where I got it from. You can, you can have it, yeah. Um, first one comes from Josh Good on Facebook. Hello, Josh. Um, 
He asks, what do you make of Danny Gabadon, you and Robert and Ellis, James, on the... Um, oh, is this them forgetting about me or forget, something like Forgetting that, about you, yeah. Um, they did a quiz on their podcast, didn't they? Top 15 Welsh goal scorers in the Premier League. And yeah. They, uh, they forgot that Nathan Blake was in the top 15. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one off a duck, Josh. <laughs> uh, one, one off a duck's back, Josh. Uh, I always say, listen to me, uh, their colleagues of mine, what's, what's important to me is fans honestly uh, I, I I, there was a Cardiff fan uh, wrote to me once and asked me if I would turn up to his birthday that was a couple of seasons ago and he was like 80 I didn't think it was his 80th birthday he was having a birthday and I turned up to say hello I was passing one evening and I was coming from I, th- I think I was coming from a game so I just popped in to say hello uh, I've had fans say to me you know goals that I've scored has been their best moment ever at the stadium Listen, what matters to me is fans' memories. Has there been their a fuss kicked up about this on social media then? Or uh, something? I, I, think, don't know about I don't know. I think they're probably more gutted that they didn't get 15 out of 15 on the quiz. Uh, listen, like, listen, what number was Blake listen, listen, they, 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 About 12, they, 12, 13, aren't you? You're decent. Uh, you I, I think I'm a bit, a bit higher than that, maybe. You know, I, don't know, I, don't, I, did, I haven't got a clue. I did the, I I did the quiz. So who's number one on that list? It would be um, Giggs. Gigs, then speed. Yeah, Bellamy Gigs, Gigs, he sports goals yeah. every year. Then he's scored over hundred goals. So. Yeah, Dean Saunders in that list. He's in that list. Yeah, yeah. but just mate, saying, like, I got fifteen out of fifteen when I did the quiz. Oh well, uh, you know, congratulations because I probably <laughs> Michael Owen in that six. list. <laughs> I, I probably would have got six, but does it bother me? Absolutely not. Next what, question. What, what, what matters most is fans' memories. That's you know, they're just pundits, mate. On a on a on a bang average podcast, by the way. <laughs> even though it's pushed by the big boys. Um, Jeff J. Cheshire asks <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> why can Come on, man. I've got to get a little payback. And I, yeah, you, you give me that, will you? Why can Swansea get loan players from top clubs and City never seem to be considered? It's listen, a good question. Listen, I, 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 I won't make, name any names. Um, what I'll say to you is... Uh, Remember when we couldn't get, uh, I think it was Gruwich back, uh, and uh, the previous manager was you know, having a pop, at, I think it was Chelsea at the time and Liverpool at the time. Listen, you, you, if you burn bridges, mate, <laughs> it takes a long time to rebuild them. I guess it's- and, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, the game has changed from where how we as a club were functioning and like these are things behind the scenes which people say they don't see so they, they don't get to have an opinion or understand but I get the not see but I get to hear a lot right and there's you know the game has changed you can't just go knocking on the door and say give us that player because he's not playing yeah. and we'll take him on loan or we'll pay his wages or blah 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 there's things attached now like you know you're going to have to pay a loan fee for that player right Right, or, rightly or wrongly. Now, on top of that, we're going to say he's got to pay seventy. We're going to say if you want him, he's got to play seventy-five percent of games between now and the end of the season. Yep. Otherwise, what's the point in taking him? Because we've seen managers here sign players that are never to be seen and never play. Right, sat on the bench or sat at home on a Saturday. So, when you're dealing with these top clubs, you have to deal correctly. You have to come correct. Remember, I'm asking you for a favour. Right, you're not. I mean, they're not coming to Cardiff and saying Liverpool don't say oh can we loan uh, 
you know, they like, bless you. Uh, can we loan Bobby Reed for the season or can we loan Callum Patterson? If they are, they're going to come with a certain decorum and say, right, this is how we act, this is what we do, this is the process, blah, 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 blah. And I think it's these things that show Cardiff's inexperience in football, right? And that's why, bless you, uh, that's, I would say, at the hierarchy, but at the, the, the previous management structure, you're acting as you used to maybe 10 years ago and times have changed and because you don't get what you want don't go then publicly slate because after you leave this club maybe Neil Harris is going to go to Chelsea and ask for a favour what do you think Chelsea are going to say do you understand what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. it's because it's I would say it's the club it's not it's, it doesn't belong to any individual you know, remember you're representing the club so there's a certain way to act, a certain professionalism that's going to have to be carried out. These clubs are connected all over the world. They've got fans all over the world. I mean, we got fans all over the world, but not to the degree of a Liverpool no. or a Chelsea or a Man United. Or, you know, we've not got that, but we want to try and get to that. So when you're dealing with people, you know, come correct. My, you know? View, my view very quickly on that. Ben would be that Cardiff are in a very different these are kids remember that Swansea yeah. are signing and I don't think those are the sort of players Cardiff need at the moment and if they do I would much rather they bring through their own kids from Welsh kids from the Cardiff Academy than go and sign yeah, them yeah meanwhile the, Chelsea Cardiff got about players. six or seven fantastic kids now playing in their first team were out on loan last year mm. that's the point right so I agree with Paul but no, respectfully don't. disagree at a certain point <laughs> because I do believe well I made the point right from the get go if you've got all these players cut back first which allows your own trees to grow right cut back all the net all the bush and all that get rid of the players you don't want before we start going sign another load of players because who's to say there isn't a rough diamond in the 20 freeze exactly who's to yeah. say there isn't a rough diamond in the 18s exactly right so you know there are and I believe Bellamy, there are Bellamy assures me there are yeah. and when Bellamy talks about talent it we all gotta out. listen we do because you know when he when he raves about player you know anyway joking. let's move on to the next question I was gonna say is, is, is another part of the loan stuff that maybe tactically like Cardiff aren't well, if you're not playing that football, like you know, you look at you look at how Chelsea and Liverpool play. Like, say, listen, if, sending a kid to Swansea where he's going to get so this is what I, so I was kicks. so I yeah great point right Ben because it's the it's in parallel with what I say. What's the point in putting a player who's at Cardiff? No disrespect, down at Barry. Yeah, it's too far away from where you want him to be. Right now, if you're at, at Newport, send him to Barry. You might think, ah, oh, it's okay, but how good is that league? You're asking that player, he's not going on loan to play for the... He's going on loan to develop. Yeah. Just keep that in mind, right? So if I'm down in the lower reaches of football, whatever league, right? English, Welsh, whatever. If I'm down in the lowest reaches of football, here, and the boys who play football know this, some of the crazy tackles that still go on, the refereeing decisions... Yeah. You know, sometimes linesmen, they, they don't have linesmen. The pitches are cut like they ain't cut. They're like a cow field back in the day. Now, how if academy kid has come from Cardiff playing on the top surface week in, week out, uh, then you're going to ask him to go down to that level 
how is he going to learn something that's going to have a good effect on him when he gets back here at championship level? It, it's no, it does my head in. It's no thought process, mate. It's yeah. no thought process. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, next question, Joshua Watson. Hi, uh, Joshua. Fancy coming out of retirement and starting up front? <laughs> uh, yeah, I get my Timberlands on because that's about the only boots I'll be wearing. Uh, off for me, Josh. Uh, I had my time, mate, and uh, time moves on. There we go. Uh, Michael Darch. Hi, uh, Mike. Yes, he, he says that one of the biggest problem areas is central midfield at the minute. Um, and it's highlighted how important Joe Rawls is to the team. With Rawls coming back in, does. Blakey think that that will fix it or do we need to get another central midfielder in and if so what type of central midfielder uh, I I said before we needed a, like a Barry sort of balance type of connector help you tick right they help you pass uh, the best example I can give fans of history the, the best ticker for Cardiff I've seen over the last 10 years has been Stevie McPhail right yeah some kind of fans liked him, some loathed him. But I'm telling you, as a player, as a centre forward, that tick, tick, tick round the corner to the centre forward, I would have loved to play with him, right? Because he gets the team playing football. Cardiff need that type of player for me. I don't think they have enough people who want to keep hold of the ball. However, I do think Bakuna's done very well for Cardiff. I think he's been one of our strongest players uh, this season. And I think Marlon's done pretty well I just I just think it's this trio now with them two and uh, Tomlin it's fairly new it's fairly fresh it's going to take time to develop but I do think you can't personally I wouldn't be going uh, away to Barnsley and no disrespect to Barnsley but I wouldn't be going to the lower reaches of the championship and playing two holding midfielders yeah. I believe attack is the best form of defence and you know if I'm going to Leeds maybe I I try and shore it up a bit more but I'm going with either a box to box 8 or I'm going with someone who's playing advanced of who's able to support Tomlin and what have you what have you but yeah that's my opinion ok um, probably got time for one more question uh, Ellis Hearn says uh, with Mendes Tommy Hearns man Ellis out, uh, Mendes out for the rest of the season do we think we'll get the best out of Josh Murphy um, he looked brilliant when he came on against Swansea I don't know mate honestly Scored, took a nice goal nice finish last night I don't know the Murphy question just keeps you know it's like a it just it's like Haley's comment, man. It just comes every week instead of every seventy years. It just keeps coming around. It's just it's for Josh. He's he's yeah. gonna have to step up and, and do something. <laughs> Those Chelsea transfer rumors seem a long time ago. Don't they? Well, that's it. And we've all we've all got we've all seen what he's capable of. Yeah. It's just consistency, simple as that. And there seemed to be a, a, a problem with the previous manager, right? And I can I can I can understand that I've said a few times, you know. I think he, he if he got a bit more aggressive in, in the way he is, I, I think that would help him. But if it's not in his personality, he can't do it. It's as simple as that. So you have to find different ways of trying to get the best out of him and trying to get him to play up to his potential regularly. Now, that's a skill in itself for Neil Harris. 
you know, it, it, it's e- the easy thing to do is sideline them. Yeah. All right? That's the easy thing to do. The hardest thing to do is get this player to his full potential. Because at his full potential, yes, Cardiff could then have a push on reaching the top six. All right? At his full potential. But then it's not just Josh Murphy at his full potential. Okay, Mendes is out, but can I get Maxim Max out of him? If not Max in these players, Junior, Glatzel, Tomlin, if I'm not getting 10 out of 10 out of them, which realistically I'm not over the course of a season. Over the course of a season, I want an average of a seven to seven and a half. And I want eight, nines and 10 performances at least 12 games yeah. in a season maybe 15 so a third of the season I need like off the chart games that as my as a coach that's my job now that's not just about coaching that's about personalities that's about you know maybe the team has been training and today as a surprise we're gonna just I don't know go go cat or do something different or all go for a meal but they, I always say the, the what I learned especially from Colin Todd at Bolton was how to build partnerships within the team yeah so the two centre backs Jerry Taggart Chris Fairclough oh, I love those guys room together you know what I mean the left back the left winger room together the right back right wing room together the two central midfielders the, yeah. the two centre forwards you know there was one or two like ad, but he literally tried to partner everybody with their partners who they play mostly with and what it done and then do things like we all used to eat together every Wednesday regardless if there was a game on a Tuesday or whatever we'd all go out different restaurant and we'd all sit the coach would take us we'd all and it, you really got the, a, a family feeling a togetherness where you start conversating with boys who were in the team who you've never had a conversation with really and over the course of time you really get to know not just six or seven who you hang about with you get to know everybody and everybody knows everybody and it 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 bodes for such a good dressing room and I would say that is that is a skill and that is something that Neil Harris if he can do if he can achieve when people say oh you know Cardiff can still make the playoffs I always go nah because I realise there's certain skills that it's nothing to do with football to get the best out of this squad of players you know there's other things I've got to do behind the scenes as a man first and foremost to knit this all together to get these believing in one thing to get like this my centre forward will attack their you know yeah. their centre forward if he's kicked my centre half you know it, it, that's you know that mo- notion of one it all in sort of thing we're all in this together I mean people say it a lot and say we're together a lot but the truth is you'll find those successful teams do it greater and better than anyone else that's why they're at the top there's a there's a simple answer here to it well there's a simple part of a very complicated scenario here and that is that Blakey said right at the start of this podcast about the lack of creativity in the final third yeah which Mm. we've seen for a long time yeah the truth is that Josh Murphy is a much better player than any of the other wingers at the club. He has got the talent. He's got the pace, which is missing. He's got the ability to go past players because of that pace. And he has a ferocious shot and he can score goals. So 
if Cardiff are going to charge towards the top six, Josh Murphy's the man who can help them as a wide player, help them charge there. That's the simple bit. Yep. The complicated bit is the personality stroke management of that individual to drag that talent out of that player on a consistent basis. Yeah. Bring back Eddie May. Just do what he done to me and just threaten me. You <laughs> 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 nah, do that, nah, yeah, I swear to wow. <laughs> nice, nice show. Yeah. All right, Dad. All right then. Um, I think it's time to put next on the line. Make some predictions for the weekend. Uh, is that before me? I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Yeah, go on. Mate. Um. Cardiff are in this position. It's Birmingham away. Cardiff yeah. are in this position where. They're hard to beat, but they don't win because of cre- you know this lack of creativity in the final third, and so it's probably got one one written all over it. Uh, I don't think Cardiff will lose this game. Actually, I no, we never do have a I wouldn't be surprised to see him sneak a two one two one win even, but I'll stay one one. Yeah, I'll I'll go. Um, I think someone like Birmingham is 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 kind of team that Cardiff can go and get three points. Worst case scenario, they get out there with a draw. I think so. I'm, I'm going to go with a. Should I go draw win? Is two draws away from home? Like London bus, isn't it? Two wins away from home. Wait for one, two come along. I'm going to go with two one win. Two one I was going to. I was going to say two two, but I'm going to go two one win Cardiff. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Ben? Um, oh, yeah, you're trying to get out of jail. Yeah, try, try, yeah. Um, I try, yeah. Birmingham aren't in great form. Is it one win in six or something like that? They always have a knack of like pulling out a 1 0 win. Always take into account there's like the rivalry, big city rivalry. Cardiff, yeah, Birmingham, right? Like Birmingham always seem to have a knack of getting something out of Cardiff, like, you know, when they shouldn't. Yeah. But uh, I'll go. Because it's because it's there. I'm gonna go one 0 Cardiff. I think they'll just get something. Won't be pretty, but they'll yeah one 0 Cardiff. Well, what's the point of that? You you the preamble to all that is that Birmingham always gets something out of Cardiff, and then he says one 0 Cardiff. <laughs> yeah. where, where, where's, things, where's the consistency there? Things things have to change eventually, don't they? Something, yeah, something has to turn. <laughs> hey mate, every donkey has to win a race sooner or later. Exactly. That's it for today's boot room. Uh, But for all the latest Cardiff City news, you can catch it all on Wales Online.